thought that was the chair. Good morning, Doug. Good morning. How are you? I'm I'm good, thank you. <laughs> How about you? I like that. Squeaking in that chair. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got some cracking readings today. Have we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now you have a choice: Psalm 32 or Psalm 36. What should we go for? 32. That's two, sounds good. They're both very good. Oh, okay. good. And then we've got Ezekiel giving you the great warning. Mm-hmm. Quite a long one as well. Um, and then we've got a bit of James uh, talking about faith and works. Oh, right. So, a good day today. Shall I look start? forward to it. Shall I start? Go on then. Okay. O Lord, open our lips. And our mouth shall proclaim your praise. The night has passed and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. Amen. So it's Psalm 32, two verses each. Let's do two verses each. Shall I start? You go for it. Happy the one whose transgression is forgiven and whose sin is covered. Happy the one to whom the Lord imputes no guilt and in whose spirit there is no guile. For I held my tongue, my bones wasted away through my groaning all the day long. Your hand was heavy upon me day and night. My moisture was dried up like the drought in summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, and my iniquity I did not hide. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful make their prayers to you in time of trouble. In the great water flood, it shall not reach them. You are a place for me to hide in. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Be not like horse and mule, which have no understanding, whose mouths must be held with bit and bridle, or else they will not stay near you. Great tribulations remain for the wicked, but mercy embraces those who trust in the Lord. Be glad, you righteous, and rejoice in the Lord. Shout for joy, all who are true of heart. Give us honest hearts, O God, and send your kindly spirit to help us confess our sins and bring us the peace of your forgiveness in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm. Were you listening on Sunday? Of course I was listening on Sunday. I could have used this song, oh. couldn't I? <laughs> there was that bit about and of course in the refrain it said or you know in the prayer at the end it says give us honest hearts because of course I was talking about you can't lie to God because he knows it already and there was a place there where it says therefore let all the faithful make their prayers to you in time of trouble 
Mm-hmm. No, it's all that. Um, verse 6. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, which is the being honest with God. Yes. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. Yes. Not might or no. possibly. Yes. As soon as we come to him, he'll forgive us. Yes. I know in my Bible, I've, I've got confess, exclamation mark. You know, it's good for you. Uh, that verse 3, for I held my tongue, my bones wasted away through my groaning all the day long. When we hold our tongue and we don't confess, yeah. what the Lord already knows, but it's good for us to, to bring that to him. But we need to be Thank honest you. with ourselves to be able to yes. come to that place. Yes. But it's a safe place mm. when you do that before the Lord, because mm. you will receive forgiveness. Mm. Well, as those two verse, the first two verses say, happy the ones, blessed are the ones whose transgression is forgiven. Blessed is the one who the Lord imputes no guilt. Suggesting that he might have, for those others. Yeah. For I held my tongue. Be not like horse and mule, which have no understanding whose mouths must be held with a bit and bridle, or else they will not stay near you. Mm. So also be careful what we say. Yes. Not just be honest and mm. open with the Lord when we confess, but also be careful with what we say to one another as well. Mm. And the wicked don't come out of it well. Great tribulations, it says. Yes. But mercy embraces those who trust mm. in the Lord. Mm. Which is what I was talking about on Sunday evening. You were, you were, yes. It's my psalm, really, isn't it? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> but that verse 8, for you are a place for me to hide in. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I think the NIV calls that the, my hiding place. You are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. How beautiful is that? And how many times do we want somewhere to hide away from stuff from mm. people, mm. from whatever's going Go on. Go to so God. That's a safe place. Yes. Yeah. Go to him. Yeah. Okay. How's your stamina today? Do you want the long Ezekiel or the short James? Oh. <laughs> Shall I do Ezekiel? Oh, okay. I'm up for it. So this is Ezekiel 33. The word of the Lord came to me. O mortal, speak to your people and say to them, If I bring the sword upon a land and the people of the land take one of their number as their sentinel, and if the sentinel sees the sword coming upon the land and blows the trumpet and warns the people, then if any who hear the sound of the trumpet do not take warning and the sword comes and takes them away, their blood shall be upon their own heads. They heard the sound of the trumpet and did not take warning their blood shall be upon themselves. But if they had taken warning, they would have saved their lives. But if the sentinel sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet so that the people are not warned and the sword comes and takes any of them, they are taken away in their iniquity. But their blood I will require at the sentinel's hand. So you, mortal, I have made a sentinel for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, O wicked ones, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked to turn from their ways, 
The wicked shall die in their iniquity. But their blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked to turn from their ways, and they do not turn from their ways, the wicked shall die in their iniquity, but you will have saved your life. Now you, mortal, say to the house of Israel, Thus you have said, Our transgressions and our sins weigh upon us, and we waste away because of them. How then can we live? Say to them, As I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from their ways and live. Turn back, turn back from your evil ways. For why will you die, O house of Israel? And you, mortal, say to your people, The righteousness of the righteous shall not save them when they transgress. And as for the wickedness of the wicked, it shall not make them stumble when they turn from their wickedness. And the righteous shall not be able to live by their righteousness when they sin. Though I say to the righteous that they shall surely live, yet if they trust in their righteousness and commit iniquity, none of their righteous deeds shall be remembered. But in the iniquity that they have committed, they shall die. Again, Though I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, yet if they turn from their sin and do what is lawful and right, if the wicked restore the pledge, give back what they have taken by robbery, and walk in the statutes of life, committing no iniquity, they shall surely live, they shall not die. None of the sins that they have committed shall be remembered against them. They have done what is lawful and right. They shall surely live. Yet your people say, the way of the Lord is not just, when it is their own way that is not just. When the righteous turn from the righteousness, from their righteousness and commit iniquity, they shall die for it. And when the wicked turn from their wickedness and do what is lawful and right, they shall live by it. Yet you say, the way of the Lord is not just. O house of Israel, I will judge all of you according to your ways. So long and complicated. It is. I felt like I was I reading the same line again. <laughs> so, God, good. Yes. Wicked, not good. Mm -hmm. Righteous, Mm -hmm. Good. Yes. Unless they don't tell the wicked not to be wicked. Yes. And then if they do tell them, and the wicked are not saved, mm -hmm. they are saved. If they don't tell them, they're not saved themselves. Yes. With me? And then the righteous are saved so long as they continue yes. to act in a righteous way, but they're not saved just by being the righteous, because if they're then wicked, they get not saved like the wicked. Yes. That was good. But then but you, you missed out the last bit, surely, which is the wicked who turn from their wickedness and do right. Yeah. I say. I think I said that. But he good. takes a lot of words to say it. Yes, really, he does. He does. Yeah, um, so that, that was, your version was the, the, you know, like those books. 
for dummies. That was good. I liked it. I got that one. <laughs> Ezekiel for dummies. Get it here. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I tried to stop on the verse. I don't, we don't have a verse number, but mm-hmm. the righteousness of the righteous shall not save them when they transgress. Mm. And as for the wickedness of the wicked, it shall not make them stumble when they turn from their wickedness and the righteous shall not be able to live by their righteousness when they sin. So whatever state we're in today, that's not permanent unless we continue to obey. uh, Because as soon as we disobey, we're back in with the other lot. Yes. And it's not just that, it's that we're called to speak up. I was going to, to say, guide there's, others there's a missional statement in there, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. That, that missional call to, to call those who are not walking the right way. Yeah, so you can't just stand there with your arms crossed going, no. tut, tut, you know, aren't they wicked? Mm. Because actually we're called to tell them mm. God's way as well. Yes. That's and terrifying. See, yes, but, and see them as God sees them. Yeah. Because he wants to call them back to, to their, the right way of living. And yet he's full of mercy for those who turn to him. Yes. Whether they're righteous yes. or wicked. Yes. <laughs> I think. <laughs> what a passage. Yes. I've heard it said that we are living in, in Ezekiel 33 times. That person may have a point. Yes. Do you want a bit of James? I think we've better have, haven't we? Okay, so it's James 2, starting at verse 14. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but do not have works? Can faith save you? If a brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and eat your fill, and yet you do not supply their bodily needs, what is the good of that? So faith by itself is if it has no works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works and I, by my works, will show you my faith. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you senseless person, that faith without works is barren? Was not our ancestor Abraham justified by works when he offered his son Isaac on the altar. You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was brought to completion by the works. Thus the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. Likewise, was not Rahab the prostitute also justified by works when she welcomed the messengers and sent them out by another road? For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is also dead. And this is why Luther called it an epistle of straw, because he maintained the idea that we're saved by faith alone. And he was kicking against the the works of the church, the penances yes. and, and all of those sorts of things. James and uh, Paul must have had some very interesting conversations. I'm sure they did. <laughs> I'm sure they did. But do you think that James isn't contradicting what Paul says? No. No. 
not at all, I don't mm. think so. Mm. It's both ends, isn't mm. it? Mm. It's like in a church. We want to be, uh, we want to have a mission of evangelism, we want to be disciples, we want to be obedient, but being obedient is also Matthew 25. Mm-hmm. You know, doing for others what we would do for Jesus. Yes. So it's both ends. Mm. It's social action mm. and caring for one another and loving one another as well as, mm. you know, proclaiming mm. our faith. Mm. We're saved by faith alone. But that saving faith is not alone. It's accompanied by what we might do as a response to that love, that grace that we've received. But you can also read out of James, it's not works alone either. No. He Mm. doesn't say Mm. that, Mm. which I think is where Luther was Mm. going. Mm. We don't earn our salvation, but from our salvation, our response is to serve. Yes. So if you saw a person who says they have great faith, but you see no works? You've got to question it. Yeah. I think Ezekiel might have something to say about that. <laughs> Quite a lot to say about that, I think. <laughs> it also means that sort of it, it's not enough to go to church and say that you, mm. you, know, that you have your faith. Yes. Um, mm. And it's uh, challenging passages today. They are challenging. Yeah, about proclaiming... God's will, listening to God's will to be able to proclaim it, coming back to God always, but also not just ticking the box of faith. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, I have that psalm right at the beginning, echoing back, come back to me, Uh, you know, your bones will waste away until you return to the Lord and bring it all before him, so that then you can go out well. Yeah. Good. Should we have a collect? I think we'd better. Almighty Lord and everlasting God, we beseech you to direct, sanctify, and govern both our hearts and bodies in the ways of your laws and the works of your commandments, that through your most mighty protection, both here and ever, we may be preserved in body and soul through our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. That's remarkable. That sits rather well with our readings today. It, it did. It did. <laughs> yes, spot on. I think some clever people have sat up late in the night. To they make did. That Do you think they sat up late or did it early? <laughs> Too early for me. So, shall we say the Lord's Prayer? Let's do that. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father, Father in heaven, heaven. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless us and preserve us from all evil and keep us in eternal life. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God indeed. Thank you for joining us today. If you're watching this later, then thank you as well. Um, There'll be no more broadcasts from now through the summer, but we will be having uh, in-person Bible studies like this. So 
very welcome to join us here in church at 10 o'clock on a Monday, a Tuesday and a Wednesday. Hope to see you then.